Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What did you think? No, not about the game. Not the whole game. Just that one thing that I know you were watching for. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Yes, there was a football game. And yes, the Steelers did win it, beating Dallas 16-3 in the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. And for as much as anyone values these things, because they're not really all that valuable, the Steelers had a handful of pleasant surprises along the way, and I'll be getting to that in a bit. But first, yeah, the kid's pretty good, isn't he? Najee Harris, seven carries for 22 yards. Not super exciting. His longest carry was six yards, which was his very first, but you got to see what I've been talking about here for a while. There wasn't a ton of room out there. You weren't seeing... Big holes getting blasted through the line. You weren't seeing uh, play action or draw or something like that that would kind of function as a misdirection to keep people off Najee. And this was what Tomlin had said going into the game that he actually wanted to see. He told Najee himself that he was just looking for basics. Pick up blocks fall forward when you get to the end of the run, little things like that. He said, we're not looking for the spectacular right now. They just want to cross T's and dot I's. And even then, when you go to that first run, the six-yarder, and you look at what Najee did, he appears to be heading in one direction, and he does a cut jump over to the right. And then when he does that, it's almost like in a sliding motion. He'll then shoot forward. It's a very different running style than we've seen from Pittsburgh running backs in the past. Even though there's a little bit of a hesitation, don't compare it to Le'Veon Bell. All Lev was doing was waiting for the hole 
and then he would find it on a delayed basis and then just kind of go with the flow. Najee's not doing that. Najee's doing what you saw in that very first run. He sees it, he glides over to it, and then attacks it and goes in a straight line and takes people with him. He's not Earl Campbell out there, but he's getting extra yards. Whether it's two or three or whatever it is, that that adds a lot to your average over the course of the season. And you haven't even seen the beginning. You haven't seen him catching passes. Uh, You haven't seen him, whenever he does get some daylight, how dangerous he can be in terms of finding even more grass and taking it for a really big run. He has both of those capabilities and then some. What you saw, again, were the basics. He did get a couple extra yards by falling forward, and you might, if you watch that game closely, remember exactly the play I'm talking about, where it looked like he was tackled, he wasn't going anywhere, and he just kind of thudded forward and got those extra couple of yards. He also was efficient, I thought, in finding the holes that were there. And if we're talking about basics, hey, I also saw a couple of occasions where he picked up his man rushing the quarterback, and although he had to bend a little bit, he didn't break. He didn't break, so he took care of that as well. Ran outside once, thought he looked pretty good doing that. Hey, you know, he is what he is. He's that talented He's that big, he's that strong, he's that fast, and he's anything but an accident or a fluke. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose also how and where you'd like to learn, whether it's at Point Park's downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, whether it's some flexible hybrid format. Find out about all of this by visiting pointpark.edu. One more time, that's pointpark.edu. Here's some of what Mike Tomlin had to say after Najee's debut. Um, I, I thought that you know he showed some of the things that he's been showing in practice settings, and, and that's what we were looking for. We weren't looking for the spectacular um, I talked to him and others during the course of the week. We wanted to make routine plays routinely. We wanted the power to fall forward and things of that nature. And he and he did all the things that we've been, we've been watching him do. So it's a really good start for him. And here's some of what Mason Rudolph had to say on the same subject. Strong, uh, physical runner. He's going to get you those extra yards after contact. Um, and and he's and he's he's just very comfortable out there. There wasn't any. You know, wide-eyed. Um, he was ready for prime time. He was ready for the action, and I think, uh, yeah, he's he's mature and and uh, one of the most mature. You know, one of one of the most mature rookies I've been around. Understand that there's a natural tendency when a rookie comes in, any rookie, no matter how highly they're drafted, uh, no matter what kind of pedigree they've got, 
Devin Bush was drafted 10th overall. Devin Bush wasn't getting praise like this. If anything, it's the other way around. You're trying to kind of keep the keep the rookie down, you know, keep them humble. That's not happening. That's not happening with this kid because they they have an idea here. Now, I have to share this with you as well. Because if you're listening to this and going, what is he even talking about? He got 22 yards in an exhibition game against another team's backups or second stringers. And he's talking about this kid like he belongs in Canton forever. I'm going to keep making this point until it doesn't need to be made anymore. The Steelers need to find holes for this running back. Yeah, he'll find some himself. He'll make the most of whatever situation he's in. So I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying it as if the season kind of depends on it. If the Steelers can take advantage of this extraordinary asset that they have acquired, it gives the entire football team a different feel. It gives the offense the feel that, hey, all we need to do here is get a couple, get close for the first down, and we know, even if everyone in the stadium is aware that we're going to run the ball, that we'll get that yard. We'll get that extra yard or two. Or getting near the goal line. Or for that matter, eating up some clock and keeping your defense on a sideline. Or cutting the 39-year-old quarterback a bit of a break. But that's going to start with what happens up front. Part of that's on schematics, of course, and you got to see a lot of that motion taking place last night. I, I thought it looked like they ran motion half the time. That That's how much it was going on. It, it's not a gimmick. It's just part of what it is that they do. But more than that, it's going to be on the actual offensive linemen. We saw some good things from some of those guys. Dan Moore, uh, you'll recall on one of the Najee runs, did real well to come outside and pull, sealed his block. Steelers picked up a couple extra yards off of it. Those are the kinds of things you can do that can mitigate the inexperience factor. You can move them around. You can pull them. That's that zone blocking that everybody's been talking about. But that's, that's still where it's at, man. You know, that's still where it's at. It has to happen up there. And if it does, this kid will take advantage of it. When we come back, just one question. Question that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George. LGKG. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. That's their thing. That's what they talk about. They pride themselves in doing what they tell you they're going to do. 
LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454 and tell my man Larry Kelly that we sent you there. Today's question Today's question comes from Jerry Mangold who asks, is it possible for Mason Rudolph to play himself off the roster in the preseason? Jerry, implied in your question, my friend, is that you didn't think much of Mason's performance last night. Uh, I didn't think much of it either, but I mean that in the most literal sense. I, I just didn't think much of it. I was focused on a lot of other things, and I had mentioned on yesterday's show that I wasn't going to be all that invested in quarterback this, quarterback that. After the game... Mike Tomlin went out of his way to make sure that we don't forget about Josh Dobbs. He said, you guys keep asking me about Haskins and Rudolph and Haskins and Rudolph, and no one's talking about Dobbs. Dobbs threw a really, really nice touchdown pass there at the end. Look, I don't think Dobbs is going to be the guy either, but I'm not ready to look at Rudolph versus Haskins and say that this game did something to move the needle dramatically in one direction or the other as it relates to the backup quarterbacks. I knew that this game wasn't going to be that, so I really didn't prioritize that in my initial viewing. If you're talking about just a general impression, I would say that Haskins had the better showing. Haskins was able to roll. He was able to use that big arm of his. Uh, he looked confident. And that's something that I've been sharing with you for a while as it relates to his work in training camp. He's been moving just enough. He's not necessarily the most mobile guy, but he's been moving just enough. And when he does, he does so with authority. He does it with a sense that whatever move he's making, it's aimed at completing the play that he knows in his head he can complete. And that's been impressive. We also saw, obviously, a couple of pretty good throws from Mason. And again, we're just not going to have some sort of conclusive thing on quarterbacks. I'll say this, and I'll probably stick by this, all the way through the third week of the preseason, and I'm always presuming that the game in Charlotte means nothing because, you know, it almost always does mean nothing. My feeling is that the quarterback depth chart will be filled out almost entirely based on who has the best chance to step in as the starting quarterback over a sustained period should Ben Roethlisberger go down with an injury. It's not about who can come in and bail you out in the third quarter. It's definitely not about who comes in in mop-up time. It's about who can take the team and let it fly if Ben goes down. Right now, and this is subject to change. 
Or as Mike Tomlin said last night, stay tuned, stay tuned, keep watching, keep watching. My feeling right now is that it's going to be Mason. Now, I know he's not the most popular guy in town right now, so that sentiment's not going to be the most popular to express. But I'm not giving you who I hope will be the guy. I'm giving you who I think will be the guy. And why I think it'll be that guy. No, Jerry, to answer your actual question, Mason's not going to play his way off the roster. I I don't see something that crazy uh, occurring. He is, remember, the only quarterback signed for another year. And yeah, there's things you can do with contracts and everything else. And you can always trade a guy to a team that really needs a quarterback. But the one that the other team is going to want to acquire is going to be the best or the most capable of helping immediately among your backups. And if that's Mason, are you really letting him go? Because then Mason's played his way back into the conversation for being your next real quarterback, meaning like when Ben's really gone. Tough stuff, tough stuff. I did promise earlier in the show that I was going to go over a couple of other things that were positives, and I'm going to do that before... We close out, even though this doesn't have anything to do with your question, Jerry. I appreciate it. Uh, Presley Harvin was, <laughs> wow. I mean, if it's possible for your uh, your low-round pick to impress as much as your first-round pick, uh, Harvin did that. I, I believe he made the team. Uh, he punted extremely well. Uh, he got one. I mean, again, these are lucky bounces and whatever, but you make your own luck by planting it in the right spot. Down at the one-yard line, uh, he had another one that was a boomer. The punt teams in general, return and coverage, and the actual punting, uh, were outstanding in in all phases of punt work. So I want to throw that out there. Uh, Chase Claypool made a, a ridiculous catch, just a ridiculous catch, after uh, an equally ridiculous drop. Shortly before that, I'm not sure why he was in this game at all, but let's just say that when he came down with that 45-yarder, I have a feeling he knocked the wind out of himself there by landing on the football, or he bumped his elbow. It's hard to tell. Tomlin said afterward that he's fine, but he he showed well, and, and you want that. You want that. He was treated by participating in this game like a second-year guy who needs to step up, and he did that. Oh, and one other thing. Alex Bleeping Highsmith. If you're tired of hearing me talk about him, find yourself another daily shot of Steelers to enjoy every weekday because all he's done to date, OTAs, minicamp, training camp, and now this, is exactly what you saw last night. He's manhandling people. He's getting back to the quarterback. And in this case, the the spin move that he put on the guy, it was so effective, and I don't even know that he needed to use it, if that makes any sense. Like, I think he was going to beat that guy with or without the inside spin, but he got back there and made it happen. Uh, he's just really, really impressing. And that means so much, obviously, in the wake of Bud Dupree's 
departure. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and I mean that when I say it. This thing has become a joy to do. Uh, And now that we're getting into real football, it's that much more fun. We'll be in Philadelphia next Thursday covering the Steelers' first real exhibition game. And it'll be great to have you along for the ride. Thank you for listening. Thank you.